cocktails with Keisha and you might think it's deja vu that you're hearing me say that again. It's okay. So what we're going to do is discuss when God prepared my table by first time yes. author Alexis Curtis. Yes, Woo! yes, yes. We're discussing her trauma and her truth. Yes. Woo. Um, we are on an, we were on a hiatus, but we're back and this is episode one of season four and we're doing a book discussion with Alexis Curtis tonight. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get right into chapter one. Um, Alexis. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and let you know that as a friend that's known you for a long time, I had no idea that you grew up in a home where, you know, your father was very um, violent and yeah. domestic violence is something I believe, I don't know, it's really quite prevalent um, in a lot of homes actually, but a lot of people don't talk about it mm -hmm. um, for different reasons, various reasons. Um, do you feel that the way that your father treated your mother, and it was your brother as well, right? Yes. Um, do you think that played a role in how you um, dealt with men regarding like having a relationship, how you yeah. viewed men? Um, explain that. Like, how do you think? Well, and hopefully everybody can hear me. I'm hoping they can. Um, I just asked. Let's, let's pray. Because <laughs> okay. we have some technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into the meat of this and nobody can hear me. Yay, we got one. One says we're clear. Okay. okay. Amen. Okay. 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 Oh, let's go. <laughs> Tell your story. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So. Um. Sorry. So basically, so to answer your question, so it was kind of like what I wanted and what I didn't want. What I didn't want is a man that was going to hit on me like my dad did my mom. I didn't want to be a victim of that. I said I would never let a man hit me. And if he does hit me, give me the strength to leave. Kill him first, then leave. Okay? I'll fight him first. And the flip side of that was um, you know how, like I said in the book, a lot of girls look to their dad for the father figure, mm -hmm. um, or not the father figure, like the first boyfriend. He's supposed to show you how a man treats a woman type mm -hmm. deal. Okay. And I didn't get that from him. So I didn't really have anything to go off of because all I saw was violence. I didn't see any love, affection, kissing, hugging, walking in on them, doing anything. I didn't see any okay. of that. Um, it was just violence. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you maybe, um, extracted experiences of what you thought was the right way to conduct yourself in a relationship with a man? Like maybe from, uh, media, from other friends, um, households? Like, was there anything you, like, did you try to find a father figure outside of your father? Um, anything? Um. You know, come to think of it, I didn't really have nobody that I looked to as a father figure until I got to UF when I joined my church and I met my pastor and he was like my father figure. That wasn't until 2008 when I joined the church. I've encountered different guys along the way, but nobody, to, you know, that's a good question because I don't even think I had anybody yeah. to look at as a father figure until mm -hmm. I met my pastor, to be honest. Because um, to this day, like, I love my pastor, Apostle King, like, 
he's like my second dad and he knows it. He always called him his daughter. So I love that. Um Yeah, no, I never even had that. Wow. That's like one of those dang, I didn't even realize it till just now. You so, see, I just made that question up, honey. I ain't even on my yeah. head. <laughs> Look, I don't even have nobody to say, yeah, that was my father figure. No. I mean, my father was there, but I didn't have anybody to look at and be like, I want to, I want to, you know, no. no. You didn't have the emotional connection with your father that you needed. Right, right. Healthy. And I think that played a part in a lot of my relationships. Yeah. Was, it was, makes that sense. That was going to be my follow-up question. Mm-hmm. How, looking back now, because of course it's hindsight, how did that play a role in the type of guys you accepted attention from? How did that play a role in the type of guys that you got involved with, um, that you seemed to, did you have a type of a guy? Because, you know, sometimes we have types and we have mm-hmm. guys that we like. I felt like I settled most of it. I feel mm-hmm. like I settled a lot. Um one thing I can say, I wasn't one to just be promiscuous to just have sex with this person, that person, that person, this person. I was very fearful of doing that, but I did settle and I just talked to whoever showed me any type of attention. And then sometimes I wasn't getting attention because I feel like I wasn't getting like, if I go out with a group of friends, I would have some friends that always get holiday and I was one of the friends that, you know, hit or miss. I may get holiday. I may not. Mm. Um, and that affected me too because I felt like I wasn't somebody that dudes would holler at. Because when I went out with my friends, I'm not really the going out type. I mean, I did it in college, but I didn't have like those going out outfits. I mean, I just went out with my homegirl a couple weekends ago, and I did not have a going out outfit on. I thought like I was going to a bridal shower. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I had a little dress. You know what I'm saying? All these dudes like, hey, girl in the blue. Hey, girl in the black. And I'm here with the purple. Yeah. I say, what's up, purple? I'm just like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was just one of those like, I kind of felt down about myself because I didn't get that type of attention. When I did, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I got attention. I'm just ah. you know, hone in on this. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's a good question. I never even thought about that. We're going to keep it going like that. And I think it has to, um, I think it plays a major role in like that thing where, you know, they say that your girl's dad is like mm-hmm. a boyfriend mm-hmm. um, because that's who she gets the example of what she should right. accept, what is appropriate love what does that look like you know mm-hmm. the parents are together and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um so that's yeah total very good very good question kiki yeah, yeah that was absolutely so um i have a question so I um I know we touched on the other video, the relationship between your dad and your brother and how that was. It was also traumatic for him because he felt like he was a target. Um, mm-hmm. However, how did all of this affect your relationship with your brother growing up? Were you guys close or did you seem, you know, like you were a little bit distanced from him before because he was a boy or mm-hmm. how did that work? No, we were always close. Okay. It was always me and my brother. Um and even the times when my dad would do stuff with him, I used to be like, why? I would never understand why. And I was always questioning, why is this happening to him? What's going on? Why is he picking on him? And it was just kind of like, he didn't do anything wrong. Because my dad would be like, oh, you want to fight? Like, it, we could just be sitting there mm-hmm. doing nothing. And then he just come out there and just like pick something with my brother. So I always just be like, okay, what's going on? 
And my brother, I don't know if you guys read his first book, but he talked about a situation where we were in the car, we picked up my mom from work and he was sitting in the back seat. I was young. I don't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he yelled to my mom that my dad like beat him or hit him because he had like his fist balled up in the back seat and he was just looking mad. And I'm looking like, what's, I was so young, I didn't understand. I couldn't process it. But I, mm-hmm. I remember that memory. He was in the back seat, he was mad and he yelled out, he hit me. So my mom was like, you can't hit him, did it? And my dad hit her. So it was like, no matter what, you know, if she would question my dad, he would hit her. Wow. If my brother said something, he would hit my mom. He would still hit my brother. There was like no, there was no resolution. But to me, the whole time I'm just thinking, okay, whatever I do, I'm not gonna get my dad upset. Mm-hmm. Whatever I do, I'm not gonna get him upset. And still fear. Fear, 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 fear. Wow. Did you love your dad out of fear? Or did you love your dad? I don't think I ever told my dad I loved him growing up. I don't even think we exchanged those words like that. But not to say I didn't love him, but we weren't in the household. There was like love, like, I love you guys. Let's laugh and play. Um, I don't think I hated him, but I don't think I like had like, oh, dad, I still love you. But I was still like, that's my daddy. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I knew he was my dad. So I never like had a feeling of like, okay, I don't love him or not. It was just, I just know that's my dad. And we never like said I love you a lot. That wasn't that wasn't in our house. All I saw was crying, anger, happiness for holidays, and then that was it. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank God. Um, you know, thank God for the healing. And as you mentioned in your book, you guys are closer now. You've yes. reconciled, you've, you know, grown yeah. closer, you yeah. talk it almost every day. Um, that's wonderful. It's very hard to do. And, you know, kudos to you for being able to get past that by the grace of God. Yeah. Um, and I I want to, I want to talk about that because I know know people heard in the last video how that got rekindled basically when my dad didn't agree with me marrying my son's father. Mm -hmm. Um, in case for those who didn't hear, I want to repeat it because I think that's important. Um, he told me, you know, you didn't talk about with your family, your family this, your family that. And then I had to stop him. And I said, listen, we haven't been a family since you left my mom when I was nine. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Okay. You didn't show the example of how a man's supposed to treat a woman. You hit my mom. You kicked us out. You know, we were homeless. We have not been a family. Now, if you would have shown me what is what I need to do or how to be you know, if you had been an example of a man that you would want me to be with, I can understand, but you didn't give me that example. So I feel like you can't really get upset with me for my decisions for wanting to marry this guy. Absolutely. And then he made the comment that his dad wasn't active in his life, which is why he's the way he is. And I said, well, this is the perfect time for you to be the daddy that your dad wasn't to you. Mm-hmm. So ever since that moment, we had the conversation up until now, me and him have been good. Even when the situation happened with my son's father, my dad stepped up. He was sending me money every two weeks. Like, me and my dad are real cool now. Like, we are real cool. Like, we have no issues. Every other day we're talking. If I don't answer the phone, he called me and I don't answer the phone. He'll be like, I called you, you didn't answer. What's going on? So, like, it's just one of those things. Like, he's wow. he's, he's amazing. So, it around. He got, yeah, he got saved. Um, he's doing better. When mom got right. sick, he helped out yeah. with her. And that's how her and my brother, that's how him and my brother 
started um, had the forgiveness aspect because my brother saw what he was doing for my mom despite all this stuff so okay, just want to make that clear before we move right. forward absolutely that's what i was going to say that i love how even though you're talking about what you went through in the house growing up you know towards the end of sh chapter one we see it kind of just turn around into yeah. now you know my dad's wonderful he's active he's there yes. he's present Yes. And that's just a beautiful thing. I love, yeah. I love that you were able to tell the, you know, two sides of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you okay. know what, though? We got we to gotta give up. We have to big up Pops, too, because mm -hmm. he could have very well kind of projected his insecurity, continue to project his insecurity. Continue, yeah. Alexis um, mm -hmm. and even Paul. Mm -hmm. But he was able to, one, listen. He chose to listen to her. Mm -hmm. um, also chose to take accountability and recognize where his trauma came from Absolutely. and his truth his, and his truth come on how that has played a role in how he parented because you know what a lot of times we don't realize that you know we get upset with our parents and i can attest to this i get upset we get upset with our parents and we don't really realize that there are certain things that they didn't know mm -hmm. or they couldn't give what they didn't get because yes. they didn't have yeah um so i think you know shout out to pops yeah yeah for sure yeah very, very big because you know I love it, love it. number one black men then number two he caribbean that's hard mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah drop that oh, yeah. pride Alexa, mm -hmm. though, quick question um yeah. was it hard forgiving him for that um it was Cause I, and I, I think I touched on it on my book. Cause around the time I forgave him, um, I was in a dance. I'm trying to see if I can find the picture on my phone. Cause I want to show you guys a picture of him and my brother. Oh, I I can find it. But, um, he, um, so we had, so I'm, so I was in a dance ministry at my church and we did a song called heart that forgives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we had to put a list of people that we want to forgive. And, it was around the time I it oh it was around the time I had left school. Yeah. I was homeless. I didn't have a job. It was a lot going on. Going on that time. I was about to ram to the back of Mr. Chalmers' mistress' car that he was. Oh in. yeah. I saw about the football game and I called Sherry and I saw about to confront this dude. He just got married. And he's still with the side chick and I'm gonna go to him right now. Ah! A conversation. We're gonna get to that point. But anyway, it was a rough time. <laughs> And the president of the dance ministry, she's so prophetic. She's such a, a powerful woman of God. And she had picked the song originally, but then when I got home that night, she said, God's putting me in a different direction. I knew that was God, you know, let me know you need to learn to forgive. And I put my daddy on that list. And we did that song and I left it on the altar. I forgave him. And when I released it and forgave him, it was like, the, the windows of heaven opened up because he started paying my car note. Mm. with this or helping me with that i mean like it was just like the floodgates open because i was behind on my car they called my dad he, he was paying my car insurance he was paying my phone bill he was so helpful wow. and as soon as i forgave him it's like he was like okay it's like god touched his heart to help me touch his heart to help or mm -hmm. that you know you was able to forgive like you're supposed to anyway so yeah mm. yeah it wow. was a blessing yeah Mm -hmm. oh, man. the lord works in mysterious ways yes he does he's, a, he's very he, you know he, yes, he, he, does. he always comes at the right time at the appointed time at the and the holy spirit is always at work 
And yeah. that right there is the work of the Holy Spirit ministering yeah. to him. While you were laying it down on the altar and saying, here it is, God, yeah. here's my burden. He yeah. took, it's like he takes a weight and yeah. then he takes it and he wins, yeah. blows it, it yeah. and yeah. just goes to somewhere else. And then yeah. that somewhere else was your dad. It was ministering yeah. to him that, hey, yeah. your daughter mm-hmm. needs you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's opened her heart up. And what are you going to do about it? I love, it. I love I love that. Come on, come on, God. Come on. There it is. Let me see, Grand. I don't know if it's clear, oh. but. Oh, All right. Oh. Okay. okay. When it was in the gym? Yeah, was at the gym. He saw okay. him at the gym. Uh, brother saw him at the gym, and he was like, he walked him. He said, man, I really appreciate what you're doing for my mom. And then ever since then, they've been straight. So. Yeah, this, okay. is a mon- this is a monumental picture for me. Yes, you going to it always. Yeah, because you know, you man it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get to Mr. Charmer. Oh, let's get to Mr. Charmer. Soul tie. Soul tie, yes. Soul tie, Mr. Charmer. Okay, so, um, Mr. Soul Tie. Okay, so you feel that he was a soul tie. I guess yes. you didn't use yes. those words in your book, but soul tie. Definitely soul, soul tie. tie. Okay. Soul tie. All the way. All the way. Hundred percent. Okay. On steroids. <laughs> She's on steroids. And how long were you tied soulfully to this man? I was gonna say I was gonna say to add on to your question, Kiki. Do we want to explain what a soul tie is? Because everybody who may be listening or watching may not know what a soul tie is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tutu. Perfect. Yes, oh my God. Tutu. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So basically, um, um, I mean, my, I will, I'll give you my definition of a soul tie. Mm-hmm. Um, so a soul tie with a person is like, like a really, really strong bond but it's like it's a force and it's something that no matter how hard you try or no matter how much you feel like I can leave this person or let them go something always pulls you right back in to them and it it pulls you and attaches you right back that no matter what you're doing no matter where you are in life no matter what you got going on at the time you're always going to be drawn right back to this person for one reason or another you could say a thousand a million times i'm done with them i'm not talking to them it's it's basic it's an it's a spiritual attachment to someone um it's like they have a hold over you and it's it's a very strong hold and you have to it's it's a type of way you have to break it spiritually or no matter what you try to do or no matter what you're doing or got going on you're always going to be drawn right back to that person mm-hmm. and you just you can't leave them alone mm-hmm. from my experience it's an unclean fleshly lustful mm-hmm. attachment because i have um spiritual connection with very positive individuals where there is no toxicity um there's no misleading, um, there's progression in our relationship or friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a soul tie, the soul ties I've ever had, it was sex, sex, sexual contact up to, yeah. took place. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. And it's like, even if you even haven't had any physical contact with that person, mm -hmm. it's like, for some reason, a piece of you is with them. And it's like you long and yearn for that piece that they have of you. And literally, it takes for you to elevate spiritually to release it. Mm -hmm. Because it's mm -hmm. like you become, <laughs> it becomes a routine. It becomes a routine. You will even lie to yourself and be like, I'm over this person. Mm -hmm. I'm only dealing with this person because I'm in between people. Whatever. You, start, you make excuses. You, you make excuses make, to deal with something. Excuses. You make excuses, yeah, to deal with someone that you know you're not progressing with, but it feels good. It's like, it's like an addiction to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you know this is not somebody I'm supposed to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. like, I know this is not someone. I'm supposed to be dealing with. We're not building. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're just like in this stagnant place of lustful pleasure and desire or familiarity, whatever it is, but mm -hmm. we're not building. We're not spiritually building with one another. Mm -hmm. It's toxic. It's a and familiar spirit. Huh? It's a familiar spirit. It's a familiar, it's a familiar sinful. But yeah, so... Um, that's my, that has been my experiences. I believe that's, I mean, we said that kind of on the episode last year with Cocktails with Kia about Soul Ties. Yes. That pretty much is what, that's what it is. And that was that, is that similar to what it was with you? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Now Alexis. Okay. So question. Now that we've explained and dived deep into the soul ties, do you feel like there was something that initially drew you to Mr. Charmer? Something that you may have previously seen, whether with, you know, a dad, your brother, or any male figure that you knew in your life? Like, do you feel like there was something that initially drew you to this Mr. Charmer? The only thing that drew me to him was he was fine to me. He was oh, okay. <laughs> That is that's okay. Yeah. She just you know being honest. Like the little zing. I was just like, oh, he looked good. You know, um, no, back on and now I'm just like, mm, okay, whatever. But yeah. back then it was just like, man, you know, he looks good. And um, he's a musician too. And I, I just mm. have a thing with. Oh, church. me yeah. too. I don't know what it is. Got it. Uh, but he was a musician too in the church. Um, and I was just thinking, oh man, he's in the church. This is great. And to be it's honest, uh, when I met him, I was like, I really need to get my life right with God because, you know, if I'm going to be with this guy in the church and this musician, then I got to make sure I'm right. I got to make sure hmm. I'm living with God. And honestly, that's when I really got serious about God when I first met him before I knew who he was, what he really was. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was him in the church and how nice he looked and how he carried himself. And I was just like, yeah, guys, I met somebody. He's cute. Oh. And I want him to take me out. So, yeah. Well, let me tell you about these dudes in the church. Okay, because they is not. <laughs> That's not. But what kept you, like, Jesus what, saves. That's all. what kept you with him for the amount of, for the length of time that you. It, um, all right, so when I first started talking to him, I remember it was like towards the end of the year, and every January we do like a fast at our church, and um, I was fasting, 
and God started to show me things about him. Like he's talking to this person, like things are coming out. How he's talking to this person, how he's talking to this person. So I saw the signs, I saw the red flags, um, but I ignored them because I was just like, mm, he too fine. Like I'm in college, you know, I'm young, I'm dumb. Um, and I didn't, every time I came at him with something that somebody told me he had a good reason or good explanation for why it wasn't true. Because in my mm. mind, I'm thinking he's in the church. He looks good. I want to be with somebody in the church. Like this is my main focus. I'm not, I don't even know what made me stay. And then we were, when, once we got intimate and started having sex, the sex was like amazing too then. And I think that probably kept me um, with him because I would know that he would mess with one person, but I was still, mess you know still mess with him like i said in the last video i found myself trying to compete um and do extra stuff to keep him and to make him be more drawn to me than any female he was talking to so i think it was more of a competition like let me fight to keep him let me do this to keep him um yeah he's talking to that girl but i'm gonna make sure that he don't want to talk to this girl that he want to stay with me type mm -hmm. deal so i think it was just that whole aspect of competing and trying to make him be all into me like how I'm all into him gotcha. yeah gotcha. at any point did you feel like you were competing to be this man's wife because I, I I hear you oh, say that you're oh I didn't think girls. of it that was coming but I had to move on okay yeah I kind of put myself the way I was acting as if I was his wife looking Got back it. on it I'm like I'm doing all the stuff like I'm his wife and I was nowhere hmm. you know not even close he I wasn't even his girlfriend I wasn't wow. even I was still the volunteer at the place that I, I met him to that question. Okay. Because uh, in the beginning, when we first met, he was like, oh, you know, my family's still used to my baby mama because he had a son at the time. Yeah. My baby mama, you know what I'm saying? So if I introduce you, you know, you'll, you'll just be a friend for now. But hmm. you know, once you get around, once you stay around a little longer, then I'm going to introduce you as my girlfriend. I said, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I know how families, you know, relationships, whatever. Drag me on, drag me on. It's like a year and a half now. We're going into two years. And it was like a year in, I went with him to an event. He saw somebody that he knew, I guess it was a family member, friend, I don't know. He was like, oh yeah, she, you know, she a volunteer at such and such. I was just like, we've been, we've been having audacity. Yeah, you, we've been having sex, you can see it at my house. Like, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, we've been taking trips, like, what do you mean volunteer? And Steve Harvey wrote a book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And one thing he put in his book, he said, however a man introduces you, to people that's important to him or close to him, that's what you'll ever, that's all you'll ever be. Mm. And he was right because that's all I ever was to him. He never made official, he never made me his girlfriend. He never even asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was dealing with this dude for two years, okay? Mm. Two whole years. And I was in a ungodly soul tie with somebody who didn't even call me his girlfriend. We never made it official. Yeah. Mm. That's the definition of a situation ship before the dang situation. Before the time. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is a situation yeah. And that's Amen. what he died. He almost died that day that you saw him. What? Yeah, listen. Sherry, <laughs> all friend, Sherry Paul, I, yeah, went out to CC's. Who was it? It was me, Sherry, Pauletta. Who was with the CC's with us that day? Nah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. They were like Alexis. Like, we need you to see he's not the man you need to be with. And I'm just like, no, you guys, you know, he's been through so much. Like, 
you know, I'm gonna be fasting for him. Like we just gotta pray Ooh, together. To pr oh. Yes, yes. I said no, guys. I hear what you're saying, but it's not his fault. You know, his upbringing was bad. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, he's mm -hmm. a little prayer. He just needs a little guidance. Mm. And Sherry was like, "Oh my God, he beats me, but I love him." Like Sherry was like, "Oh my God, you hear yourself right now." Like <laughs> <laughs> we so need friends me. like that. We need friends. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do. And they were so mad at me. And Pauletta was like, "I will text you. You're beautiful." <laughs> Every day, like you're too pretty for that. You need to know he's not good, like, but I was I not seeing it. I, it was like I was completely blinded. Like nothing That's nobody can say. Yes. Nothing none of them can say can make me ever feel like he was a terrible guy. I yeah. said, Oh no, not Mr. Charmer. No, guys. Oh no, no. You guys chill out. It's okay. It's fine. But yeah. Mm -mm. Listen, I I know that all too well. I know that very well. But being that I went through similar, I know that very well. When you're in it, it's like, it's true. Love is blind. When you're in it, you don't know. But people looking from the outside in, they see every single thing. They see all the details. They see what you're going through. They see that you deserve better. But you would be the one giving people, you could give advice and not take your own advice. That's how in deep you are. Yeah. But we all have a breaking point. Mm -hmm. So when was your breaking point? When was babe? your breaking point? She almost ran him over. <laughs> I know okay. it. I'm oh God! Okay. <laughs> so one day I was talking to him on the phone. This is two years in. I was talking mm -hmm. to him on the phone. And mind you, there's things that he's done. I was always like, "I'm done." He'll do something. I'll go back. I'm done. He'll do something. I'll go back. So he didn't really take me serious this time. But anyway, um, I was on the phone with him and he was like, I think he was at his grandma's house. And he was like, oh, he said, mama, let me call you right back to me. Mama, let me call you right back. Oh, you trying to. Oh, hell no. Now you trying it. Now? I said, you have to act like I'm your mama. I said, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that's when you had your breaking point. That was my breaking point. <laughs> he blatant at you. want to call your mama at your grandma's house. So... <laughs> I told, I got, I went in my room that day because I remember it was the same day. I think it was the BET Awards or something. Something was going on that day. I was in the living room about to watch the BET Awards or getting ready for BET Awards. I went in my room and I said, God, I'm sick of this boy. Mm. You know, I love him though. Because I did. I love me, Mr. Charmer. Because I fought for him to know. And I would get up at three o'clock in the morning to go pick him up across town, bring him to my house. I loved him. He wasn't my man. So I said, God, you know, I love him. And you know, physically, I can't let him go. But I know you know he's not good for me. And if he's not good for me, I need you to take these feelings away. Take mm. the cold away. I was so serious. I said, please take it away because I can't physically do it myself. And I want to be done with him. Mm. I prayed the prayer. Two weeks, I had no feelings for him. Mm. All the little, oh, I love you. Nothing. And he knew it. He knew it because he was like, why? He said, you got somebody different in your life? Like he said, why, why are you, you asking me, me all that? That ain't none of your business. You know what? It's what it's, it's, it's Ownership. Men have. It's a lot of things men have. And I saw somebody say this on Facebook the other day. There's a lot of things men have. And one thing they will always have is the uh, damn audacity. Audacity. <laughs> they will have the audacity to just act like. They Our world revolves around them when they know that they were doing trash. Yeah. 
And yeah. then that's the play the diplomat. Ah, uh -uh, Kiki, I want to hear this diplomatic angle you're about to come yes. across <laughs> from, from over there with because. Come on. I'm not, okay, maybe the diplomat is not the right word or, of choice, mm -hmm. but just to give you a different angle, why are they comfortable to be audacious? Have we allowed them, mm -hmm. yeah. where I was coming from, do we allow them to feel like we don't mean what we say? We we say we're we're we have standards that we'll bark at them at the beginning, not bark, but we'll say uh, we'll tell them, hey, these are my standards. Don't do this and that to me. We already know, but then we stay. Hey, I didn't like this, but then we stay. Hey, and then you give me a lie, and then I come back. So, and in this we are audacious with our indirect consent. I'm just gonna. Uh, it's the truth. No, it's a good point. Oh, go ahead, Lex. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's a good point because, like I said, I preface my statement with every time I would tell him I'm done yeah. I would go back he would do something yeah. I would go back so after all the my, two years and he didn't <laughs> do one or two things he did multiple things so then these two years of back and forth this one time he didn't think that I was for real so he was like of course oh, you're real, real. what's going on it's like the last five times <laughs> right so I see what she's saying but Cheryl what were you going to say because I but you know, I'm asking all them questions. That's that's what they make they sound like. No, but I was gonna say I think it's two part. I think it's 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 almost like a child who just tries to test his limits to see how they can get away with they can get away with it. And like we have to be the parent to be like, uh-uh, and really stick to your guns. And then it's a matter of testing limits. Mm -hmm. And then she's a new person, although he's been with her, you know, he was with her for that long, essentially, but he may not have tried these tricks on her before. So he's going to try and see what he can do and see how far he can get until mm -hmm. she finally decides that. And then, of course, because we can't stop things on our own, it yeah. has to be another guy involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we can't, you know, mm -hmm. you know trash. I said that's somebody else. Trash anymore. I sure mm -hmm. do. What you, you say, Maxie? Right? You got somebody else that said, I sure do, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. He was like, whatever. I was just like, exactly. Tommy gives trash. I mean, nothing. Nothing. 2020. <laughs> Every time he sees me, he brings up that conversation. I just want you to know, you know, when I was on the phone, I said, Mom, let me call you back. I wasn't trying to act like I was on the phone with my mom. I was really trying to do the, and I said, it doesn't even matter. Like, I forget. Guilty people. conscious. Yeah. Live your life. That guilt. It's eating them up. Just saw me this year, and he apologized to me again. Every time he sees me, he apologized for that same situation. Uh, he could keep it. We don't want it. So okay. let's get so 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 let's get into the meat and the potatoes. All right. All right. So you meet yeah. So you meet Mr. Keys, right? Yes. And this was after being single for how long? I think you said like five years. Wow. Yeah, no. Three, three, five years. Three, four. Okay. 
Now, I do, you know, you did state in there, you know, that you, okay, you did say earlier, a few minutes ago in the conversation that you feel like you settled, right? Do you feel that, because you did mention you dated him young, he didn't have a car. Live with his mom, yep. That's true, I didn't. So, do you feel that, I mean, obviously you feel like you probably settled because it was something not conventional for you to, to entertain. Do you feel if you would have held him to a certain standard, given him certain requirements, you think that would maybe would have made a difference in um, not saying the overall outcome, but like made a difference in how he viewed you being that you had like standards, like, you know what, you need transportation if you want to date me or, you know, I think I, I think, you know, I don't know what do you feel that if you didn't settle I, I had a, a pep talk with myself when uh-huh. I noticed that he started liking me, and I was like, because I know I used to hear people say, you know, you can't get mad at somebody because they don't have a car, because he could get his car later, you know, yeah. just, and like, you know, my pastors would be like, you know, I didn't, she didn't, I didn't have a car when I met her, and I had to sell this to get a car, so I was just like, I'm not gonna, mm, I mean, now, I mean, now, 2020, What's no, up? No. Yeah. What were we, we, we talking about in 2020? Because I need right, to know. Um, yeah, but back then I was just like, uh, you know, just because he doesn't have a car doesn't mean he's not mm-hmm. a good person. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe he just needs a little, you know, a little. Put- and I said, you know, let's just stop. Push. This could be your husband. Give him a chance. You don't yeah. even know what guys like. You never know this. You never know. Just give it a chance. I was just like, just give it a chance. I'm not gonna shut him down completely. And that's how that whole thing started. That's uh-huh. how. And now, uh, Mr. Keys, Mr. Keys, you also, by, by the nickname, I'm, you know, guessing he a musician too, damn musician. Mr. Keys, you met in the church as well. My church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that definitely felt promising, yeah? Well, do well, you- oh, yeah, well, yeah, because I was just like, let me just get to know him, you know, and see where the, And you meet him, him in a place of workshop, so... Were you intentionally looking for someone in the church? Yes, at the time. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the red flags, did you want to maybe mention some that you didn't mention in the book that you ignored, or you just want to just make a blanket statement that you ignored some red flags? It's okay if you don't want to mention the other. Well, there were some red flags. I probably won't get into detail about it, but there are definitely red flags. Um, there are red flags of him like talking to other people, yeah. Um, red flag that he talked to somebody close to me and she came to me about it and was like, yeah. I'm with his responses. Yeah. Um, I talked to him about that. Um, and then there were some other things where, like, you know, messages. I think I talked about the email in the book. Yeah, I talked about the email in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other whole separate text message exchange yeah. with somebody that he screenshot the whole conversation and sent it to me. He was like, I'm just letting you know this is what's going on in my inbox or whatever. And so I remember I inboxed the girl and I'm just like, why are you messaging my man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, replied, mm-hmm. Well, tell your man to stay out of my inbox. Whoa, he, he, he screenshot everything. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. So his response was, she asked for... This is always his response. She wanted piano lessons. She wanted piano lessons. She wanted piano. Oh, okay. That was his response for a lot of stuff. Um, 
I felt uneasy the closer I got to our wedding. I felt yeah. real uneasy. But like I said, I felt like, man, I ain't getting no younger. Oh, I'm a family. Man. I kind of yeah. just being like, oh, all these people paid all this stuff. Everybody's coming. We got a date set. Oh, I'm getting younger. I want I want a family. I want to get married. I want this. I want that. And I just kind of put all that to the side and was like, let me just go forward with this. Did yeah. you ever have second guesses about the marriage? Like, due to the fact that you stated that you had the mm-hmm. experience, like, in your mind, did you ever think, like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. My spirit don't feel right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is what happened. This is another reason why I kind of still went good. And and my and, my, and let me say this: my son's father is not a, a terrible person. He was always giving. Anybody that met him knew him, and I would never say that he was a bad guy. He never yeah. was a good person. He made a really, really bad choice, but he was a good person, despite all that. So, yeah. right before our wedding, we we were arguing a lot, and we had, like, we're not going gonna to call it this wedding. Like, this was just too much, and I was going to call it the wedding. And it's a good, I'm glad you brought that up, April, because we were in church one Wednesday, probably like a month and a half before the wedding, and my pastor was preaching and my pastor's very prophetic everybody knows him to be a prophetic person mm-hmm. so he was preaching and he was just like i'm looking at y'all too it's like towards the end of his message he started pointing at me and my son's father and he was like um y'all been arguing a lot and he was a point y'all said ain't gonna be no way i mean he was so on it he was dead on. and i was like boohoo crying i was boohoo crying in church because he was playing and i was sitting i was sitting like in the second row next to his mom and he was just basically prophesying everything we're going through Wow. He was like, y'all been arguing. Y'all be up to point ain't gonna be no wet. He said, devil is a lie. Y'all gonna get married. Get up here. Get up here. I'm finna, I'm finna pray over y'all. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of like a prophetic moment. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's just, you know, an attack of the enemy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you think all this stuff is a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is happening because the enemy don't want us together. Like, all the things I'm thinking. And oh. he prayed for us that day. And I'm boohoo crying because I know what we've been going through. It's been a yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm, he just in front of the whole church, and then like after church, he gave us five hundred dollars cash towards our wedding. Oh wow! I would have been like, Pastor, what else you saw? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. Like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. He gave it to me, and he gave it to us in our hand. He says, "This is another, uh-huh. says, another seat to show y'all this is exactly what y'all need to do. Y'all need to." God, see, I need to just go ahead and do it. So that's why another reason why I was wow. trying to the wedding. Yeah. So and I remember Cher called Cher the next day. I said, Cher, I got the money for my dress. Here's oh. money. <laughs> nice. I thought she go pick up my dress. I said, I paid my dang, dress girl, that was fast because we were just talking about yeah. like, how certain things you manifested were, it. The, the, the yeah. wedding process and stuff like that. And so she called yeah. me and I was like, oh, shoot, look at God. Look at God. Cher, go pick up my dress. <laughs> you did your part. That's yeah. all. Hmm. Yeah. So question, I know um, in the book you mentioned about the families and how they felt mm-hmm. about the wedding oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, that so was, was it was it coming from both sides of the families, yours and his? And, you know, was it your mom, his mom? Like, who, who was all involved <laughs> with the families? <laughs> she been living it. Oh Lord! I know. I know. Strong it was, energy. It was. Uh, it was. It was rough. Oh my God! Like I told you, my dad didn't want. My dad didn't agree mm-hmm. at first. Uh huh. My mom and my brother didn't feel like 
it was a you know they didn't feel like it was a good connection they had their thoughts about him when they met him um but my mom was like if you're happy i'm happy my mom's always been that person my brother he's very protective he's always been protective big brother yeah yeah um so he was just like i don't know listen if you want to just i mean if you happy just do it but i just ain't i ain't i ain't really good i mean they weren't you know they weren't even at my wedding my mom my brother wasn't there oh, not because really? of the situation yeah no okay. they weren't there uh, i mean it was like a culmination of things but yeah he wanted to bring extra people. We had to keep it to a certain number. Yeah. I was like, mommy, just come with one person. You don't have to bring five people to drive you here. You know, I'm just like, because I don't really know these people. And I just mm -hmm. need to feel, because his family was big. Um, And my brother was like, well, I just give up my spot so she can take her people. And I'm just like, really? It was, it, was, it just blew up. So yeah, they no. Tell them showed up. My mom didn't come. My brother didn't come. My daddy was I there. Though. Down the aisle, but my mom and brother did not come. Yeah. So, and on his side, his family is very close. Um, they're very close knit. So there were some hesitations on his side of family as well. So it wasn't always welcoming and embrace. Always glitter and glamour. Lexi, did they know about the red flags? Why would they be so strong about this? No, they didn't know about the red flags. So they just felt something that they just couldn't sure? explain. You my, my family or his family? His family. His, your family. Oh. I mean. Oh, no, I didn't tell my family about the red flags. Oh, no. So they just felt strongly for whatever reason? Or this is before we even, when we started dating, when he first came mm -hmm. home, this is, their, this is what they were feeling like, okay, you know, I don't, this is when they first met him, I think it was Christmas, the year we started dating. Yeah, but there is no evidence of anything, so why not support you? They just was, you know, looking at it. You know, they just, they know me and then they were just looking at him and when he was communicating with them and like just certain things he was saying and things that he was doing. They just uh, like, you know, they was like, I don't know, Liz, I don't know. Like, was, know. There any, was there any type of like effort to bridge the gap or like to, you know, not force them to like each other, but was there any, besides that one visit, was there anything else to try to bridge yeah, we went back for my mom's 50th birthday okay. and we were like all white. He went with me then. Okay. Um, but no, it wasn't like, it was I'm just like, you're happy, happy, you're happy, but you could tell they weren't like, we say, Jamaica, we say your spirit don't <laughs> and there's no explanation. <laughs> they just didn't feel it. We had went to breakfast and they had left and I could tell that they was kind of like, mm, we're not Ooh. feeling this for you. Oh but God. I was just like, you guys get to know him. You never know. He's really nice. Oh. You know, but my family's just, you know, they just know. Okay. They have that sixth sense. Just like his Do together, you? all the life, me, my mom, my brother's always been Esther. It's always been Esther. Just like with my son, with my son's father, his mom, his sister's brother, it's always been them. And it's always been me, my mom, and my brother. Okay. So they were okay. so like everybody close knit. So like they just know. It's like you just know, you know, when something's off or they didn't feel like it was a good fit. So it was just on both ends. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I remember, okay, so in the book, you also, you know, stated that, you know, he was um, your, your um, ex-husband's um, mama's boy, and that, and I do uh, recall a few times that the mother kind of seemed like she was pacifying his behavior when they were finding out about the minor. Um, was she, because it, it seems like she was more so, okay, maybe, maybe I'm, I misunderstood, but she, I, didn't I tell you she shouldn't hang around? Yes. So that was the first comment she made. I don't want to say that she was pacifying it. Because okay. 
No, I wouldn't say that. No. And I, okay. you know, and to say this too, she she's very good with my son. Um, she's very in, very yeah. involved, um, and we're we're on. You know, we're we're cool. We're, me and her, yeah. his, we're cool. Um, so. I wouldn't say pacify. I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. That was the first comment she made to me. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, like, this is a big deal. Like, I don't want to be blamed for your son's actions because I don't even think she knew. Like, she didn't know that I was telling him to stop. Like, the stuff that I was that I put in the book about don't talk to her. She can't come yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I don't, you know, we never talk about every single detail of our relationship. Yeah. know that part. But then that's the first thing she yelled at. I yelled out at me, and in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you don't even understand. Like, I've been telling him not to do this thing. Yeah. And then it's like you're kind of coming at me like I'm the one that's been doing it when I've been trying to tell him to stop, you know. So that was yeah. the first thing she said. But after everything went through, she was, like, texting me, you know, I'm sorry this happened, you know, if you move okay. away. Okay, she was apologizing. So, yeah, no, it, I wouldn't say pacify. But okay, I did put that in there just to show that, you know, when – you if you know. don't have, if she didn't know, if she knew everything, maybe she wouldn't have said that or, yeah. you know, could be the other way around. I'm not sure. But then when you're a mother, if that was yeah. with my son, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to say, what would you do in that situation? Because yeah. I'm just thinking, oh crap, my son's about to be nailed. Yeah. And think of, let's just have this girl come into the house. It, that could have mm-hmm. been her thought process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you're a mom, I'm a mom. And I have my son. You want to make, you want to, even if your son, right or wrong, you're supposed to let your kid know when they do right or wrong. Yeah, but of course. Your child is like crying out, Mama, I need you. You're freaking out. You're like, oh my God, what, what am I supposed to do right now? Yeah. My son's about to get in this serious trouble. And yeah. this probably would never happen had this, had a lesson never even know this girl to bring her to my house type deal. I think that's what yeah. she was thinking. I don't want to say pacify. I'm not going to say that. Okay, you read out the scroll term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> okay. So, okay. Go ahead. Speaking before we, um, because I know like a lot of our viewers are hearing us say the minor, the minor. Um, so before we even jump yeah. right into what happened with the minor and that whole scenario, what was? How did the minor get into get to know you guys? So you talk about you being a she's mentee. So I'm guessing you're a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was okay. her mentor, um, and I was also the president for the teenage dance, the teenage praise dance ministry that okay. she was a part of. But um, I've known her since I've been at the church. She's okay. she's, she's a very um, she's well connected to the pastors of the church. Um, she okay. knows she's known them for a long time too. Um, so that's how I got to know her. And then she really looked up to me. Um, I was more like a role model figure to her. Um, I had somebody tell me, like, she really she really looks up to you. Because, like, they said one time they saw her doodling my name on paper or something like that. So she really, really looked up to me. So I was like, okay, I'll be your mentor. I'll be your big sister. It's no big deal. Um, and then that's how that all came. That's how she became. That's how I knew her. Okay. And how she how I became her mentor. And did your ex-husband, did he have any type of program that he was involved in in that way? Like, did he have mentees of his own? No. No. Okay. Okay. But um, when I was mentoring her and the things that she was doing, like, that would annoy me, like, her, because, you know, you know, you have your boyfriend, you've been about whatever. 
Mm-hmm. So I would vent him about, I'm telling her not to do this, and she's mm-hmm. not listening. I'm telling her not to sleep with this guy, and she's not listening. And she's just doing this. She's not listening. I'm going to start telling her I'm only helping those that want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And she'll call my phone. I'll be like, she don't want nothing, because she will, like, call me 15 times in a row. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. answer her 15 times. And I'll be like, is this an emergency? She'll be like, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Ooh, so I was her, and I felt like me venting to him about all the different dudes she was doing things with, which he was just like, hmm. It was like planting a seed in his head, probably too. Mm. So, looking back on it, that's the only thing I could think of. Because we even took her with us to his godparents' house, and um, mm-hmm. my daddy was like, "Yeah, she's a little fast." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot butt. Yeah. Okay. Um, boy. Hmm. So, all right, she's a minor. You feel that the situation would not have been as painful if it was not a minor, or do you feel it would have been equally painful? I think it would be as painful if it wasn't a minor. It would be painful, but not that painful. Not as, right? Okay. And it was too close to home. My first thoughts immediately why a minor? Well, not my first thought, second thought. First thought is are you kidding me? Why do this to your wife, period? Why do this? But second thoughts, why a minor? I can't. Why, you know what I mean? And I, 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 I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. And I think because they're young. Impressionable. To mold them because they're impressionable. Yeah. And, and that particular minor was looking for something that she could not get herself mm-hmm. she didn't already have she didn't have that yeah she didn't have that example either growing up she didn't have father that's a father but not active that's 100 percent active well i'm not gonna speak for her so no okay but we don't know i think she was looking for love in all the wrong places wrong she places okay any attention she got from what i can see was good attention no matter what it was yeah so let me not even make that comment about no father figure because you know that's a whole situ- separate situation I'm not yeah gonna we're not going to talk about that yeah I was looking for something that she wasn't feeling to be honest trying to fill a void yeah okay well we I, I mean listen i know god is definitely super present with me because i prayed for her at the time when it happened I got on my knees. I prayed for you, for your family. I prayed for him, his family, and I prayed for her. And I said, oh, God, like, I know you are growing me up because I would have been like, let's go Donkey Kong, huh? like, what we doing? Kia, she a minor. It don't matter. But, but I, I knew at that time, that's when I cried so hard because I was like, I know that God is with me. And it's like, he holding me like, Mm-mm. and I just prayed for her. I was like, I'm praying for her. So, I mean, listen, you, I know you, you said it multiple times. It's not going to give away too much of the book. You know, people need to purchase the book. They do. And they need, they need to, to own it. the book and they need to learn from the book. I'm going to open that book more than, than the times that I read it. Because to remind myself, like I was telling, I was telling because of April, I said, listen, <laughs> God knew who to plant in my circle. 
because <laughs> she is the example <laughs> of the woman I want to be. Like you are the example. Yep. You are an awesome example of a God-fearing woman. You're not God-fearing mm -hmm. sometimes, Alexis. Uh, and you're all this, like in the sense of even, I'm, I'm telling you, you're telling us, I had these ungodly thoughts, guys. I wanted to harm her. Like you kept saying it over and over. Dude, I, I wanted to harm her. Yes. I, this book was so transparent. And I was, I'm so proud of you because that's not easy, especially when you have so many eyes on you. Yeah. From high school, you've always been so popular. Like you've always been so popular. That's how I know he's using you. Okay, because he's not using someone that a couple of people know. Nah, baby. No, he like her. That's what I'm saying. So this this was very purposeful. I mean, you survived it. I personally feel, and I think this is what's actually true, he planted that seed in you so that you would not go too far off. Mm -hmm. so that stopped doing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. He kept you grounded. He kept you grounded. And that the baby, Tay J kept you grounded through I all. love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And when I Definitely. say God works in mysterious ways, you believe that, right? You felt I that. I believe that a hundred percent. And I said that on Sherry's podcast. Yeah. I know when I first got pregnant, I was like, dang, shoot, ain't been a month. But looking <laughs> God had to. God had to get had to get me pregnant because I was five months. So I was, you know, my stomach was out. I already have a big stomach, you know, whatever. But my stomach was out. And a lot of things I was thinking, I had to stop and say, how does this affect my child? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like if I kick her, if I kick her, like if I pull her and punch her in the throat and drag her down the street, I know she's gonna aim for my stomach because she feels like my husband, ex-husband now is her man. Huh. And whatever, yeah. you know, to be attached to him. So she's gonna kick my stomach, then I'm gonna have to kill her straight up. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. Oh no. But if I hit her and her mom get mad for hitting her. I can get child abuse charged because she's still a minor. Right. You see what yeah. All that. That <laughs> case gonna be open up on me. I get it verified. Okay, now, well, okay, now I can't work for this job now. So although all this stuff was happening, I had to put a lot of things in perspective. I'm gonna lose my child. Mm. They probably gonna take my baby from. Me. You know, I ain't gonna be able to have no rights to my own kid. She gonna kill my baby. I'm gonna go on label. If I drive my car into a ditch, how's that going to affect my child? You know, all this stuff was just like, no, 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 no. Let's just, just pump the brakes, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Just relax. And although I wailed and cried and felt like I was about to die in that living room when everything came out, I still had to watch everything unfold. And mm. even though I had a very heartbreaking situation, because I kept my ground, because I didn't react because I let God take the wheel. In the book, I talk about all the blessings that came out of it. Mm. And had I not stayed calm, Girl. God to take the wheel, I would not have seen any of those, those blessings manifest. None of them. We would probably be talking today. We probably would not be talking to you. We probably, yep, you're right. We probably wouldn't. Yeah. On meds. For whatever so reason. So question, there's a friend you talk about in the book that was there to assist you that you called, it was your friend that you called. 
when you, on the very day that you found out, how, how did she, like, how, what was her role in all of this? What was her role in making sure you didn't do anything crazy? Well, <laughs> this friend, <laughs> I'm not sure you already know who she is. She knows herself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we all, we all, you know, we all have that one friend that no matter how bad it is, you could you could call up the friend and be like, "Listen, I just killed somebody," and they will come and help what you. What are we doing? Body. Let's go. Where's where we got a dump loaded? <laughs> they won't place. even stay, they won't even smell his stinking behind. I know the I know the place, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. I know, so so please tell us about that friend. <laughs> it's, 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 it's go back because like everybody know who it is. Like just good shape. Shape. High school, you know, me and Sherry haven't known each other for a long time. We know each other since high school. She yeah. had first, you know, all that blah. <laughs> but it's crazy because um Sherry was like very active, like she was my maid of honor. You know, okay, wait, wait, pause. For those listening, I am Sherry. So when you hear that, okay, <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot. Yeah. You know, we know you, girl. Only originals know yes. your name. <laughs> So like, um, she, was, she was very present and Cher is yeah. one of the people that we don't have to talk every single day to determine how strong our friendship is I can call her anytime and we just pick up like it, we never stop talking I mean that's like I feel like that's what like a lot of my friends but Cher is just like that that was different so um when she first initially texted me when that text came through and when she said you know are you by yourself or something like that she knows that for, for one, I knew something was wrong because she know mm-hmm. everybody knew I was always with my son's father. We were always together because I think we at our the night before the wedding, somebody said compare them to a fruit, and one of the bridesmaids was like grapes because they're always together. They just cluster. They never separate. They're just always together. I thought that was a really good example because I like yeah, we always do stuff together. So she mentioned a comment about oh are you alone. I'm just like now she know I'm not alone. She know I'm always with him. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, what's going on? Something wrong? She said, well, if it's true, then yeah. You know, so everything basically came out and that's the first house I went to. He knew I was going to go to that house, her house. So I parked my car far away so they couldn't find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in the middle of like doing something and, but she was still like present and trying to make sure, okay, all right, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And she had to remain calm because she had somebody there that didn't know what the heck was going on. And I was doing hair. I was doing hair at the house. She was doing hair. And I was just like, I just can't believe this is happening. This is, this is not just like a dream. And it, it really didn't hit me yet because I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know if it was true or not. You know, I didn't know what was going on. But she was very present and she was talking to me every step of the way. And even when the girl's aunt told me to come to her house, I didn't want to go. She was like, you need to go. But you bring somebody with you, don't go by yourself. I mean, I would, but I'm busy, I can't go with you right now. But just go by yourself, you know. So, every step of the way, she was there and she was kind of just coaching me along. And then, like, finally, when everything did come out and I called her again, I was like, It's true, I'm gonna be a single mom. And she let me vent. And in that moment, I can't say that she was just like, It's gonna be okay. It wasn't one of those situations, it was just kind of like, Okay, all right, let's just. Just okay, cry out, you know. Cry. It wasn't like she was telling me just calm down. She wasn't trying to suppress my feelings. She wasn't trying to 
She let me vent. She let me yell. She let me come to her house. She let me hide my car Mm -hmm. there. She let me do whatever I need to do to get, because, you know, in her mind, she's probably like freaking out too. But it's like, this is my friend, like, bruh, you know, but then she also is like, I have to be a friend to her too, but not suppress her feelings. So I think she was that listening ear that I needed because at the time I didn't know who I could trust because there was so much going on. And that's the only person I could think to call. And two, I didn't want to call a whole lot of people because I was embarrassed. And because she came with the information, um, instead of going about it with anybody else, I felt like her coming to me and not holding it and immediately telling me that showed her loyalty, one. And two, I felt like, okay, I can continue talking to her about this. Because eventually everybody's going to find out, but I'm not going to tell everybody right now. I'm just going to keep it up with her because I know she's loyal. She told yeah. me as soon as she found out. She was trying to help me get through it. So it was more of a like listening ear, do what you got to do. I'm here for you. And she still with me up until well, 2020. Here we are. She's still here. <laughs> She's still here. Oh, <laughs> Yay. Yes. Share Hey, like I I really do try and operate how I would want my friends mm-hmm. to be me. Like, if I call you my friend, if I call you my sister friend, you find out some information like that, 10 minutes better not go by before you go and you text me. I know exactly. that's right. Pull over on the side of the road if you're driving. Yeah. And, and yeah. I would have pulled up to the house had I not been in the middle of doing somebody's hair. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I really do feel, and I said, you know what? Because we both worked in child welfare at the time, I knew how serious that was like this would be in like your career could be over when i say Mm. career career can be over Mm. so it's definitely one of those things where you know what i don't know if this thing is true because i know a lot of people have um reservations about coming to coming to their friend about things that involve their partner their spouse and i said to myself well she's pregnant she's married and this has to involve with the minor if it's not true, then fine, you figure it out, you know it's not true. If it is true, then that's a whole different can of worms that has to be dealt with, but at least it'll be dealt with. And I said, well, I don't know if it's true and I don't have all the information, but here's what I know, here's who to call, and let's figure it out. It was hard. It was definitely- That is hard to have to be the messenger for something like that. definitely difficult. And it's really hard. I don't- I, I don't, I don't know, but you know, I'm. She was there. I though. just felt like I operated looked, her yeah. the best way I knew how, and you know, did great. The rest yeah, she did great. She was there yeah. every time I called her. She just let me listen and scream and yell. Let me come to the house. And even when somebody came to the door, I said, "I'm not here. Don't say I'm here." I know that's right. <laughs> She's like I got you, I got you, and she kept it up. So like you know. Super loyal boy. That's amazing. I feel like we all we all have that one friend that we can depend on like that. So I really feel I listen, when I was reading through and who I got to got to some parts, I was like, this this little girl was really sent as a spiritual warfare, a demonic yeah. warfare. Because mm-hmm. she was after mm-hmm. your husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was after she could have been after Multiple. your baby. She was sent to attack your baby. Mm-hmm. attack your home mm-hmm. she was a minor so that could attack your career so it was just like just multifaceted yeah so really all in one all in one to attack every aspect of your life and 
I would just say, but God, but God um, for pulling you out of that and for planting that seed that you call a son today. Yes, definitely. That whole situation was definitely designed to kill me and my child. I don't care what nobody say. I know. It was sent to destroy. It was destroy. Mm-hmm. And my son, like mm-hmm. I would have miscarried. I would have been mental. I would have been like going crazy. Nah. It definitely was sent to destroy me. It uh, definitely was. And I know my son has purpose because he is awesome. Because I couldn't control my emotions. I was so devastated. Yeah. Like, I just knew he was going to die. I just knew I was going to have him early. Like I just knew. I was uh, like, this is the end, Jesus. Here it is. But no. No. You were stronger. But God. But God. But God. But him. Listen. Man. So. Now, I have a question, though. In the book where you were saying how you had a lot of people when you ex- when you was expressing the situation to certain people, but then other people had their own opinion or their own story about what really happened when they wasn't there. How did that really make you feel when uh, that was being expressed? Somebody was like, oh, I heard he raped this nine-year-old niece. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. you. Said, I was like, what? Don't know what I said, but it's doing a hell of a thing. What? And news travels so fast. Let me tell you. Rumors travel faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. News travel faster. Rumors travel faster. <laughs> and first, when it came out, the first person, because I know Cher was the first one, but then my other friend, when she found out, she immediately came to my house. They lying. They trying to get Mr. Keys all tied up. She make up this stuff. We know she a lie. We know she ain't no good. I said, girl. I said, it's and like. It was the people that was just like, they try to mess him up. They try to mess up his name. This girl crazy. Oh, man. Had people that was like, got the stories all mixed up. And then you have people that were like, yay, let's just get in. Because let me tell you something. When, like I said, when Pastor King, I mean, um, my pastor was praying for us or whatever. Um, and people, one lady joked with me, one of my friends in the church, she should joke with me and say, like, y'all was Pastor King's favorite. Like, y'all was his favorite. Oh. He would always put y'all up, you know, because I was, I was very involved in my church. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people looked at us and what we had going on. It was a lot going. So I felt like there were some people that were kind of like good for her because she wow. boasted about this, you know, because I seen, because there's people that I wasn't close with at the time that knew about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they're making comments and making Facebook posts, and that people sending me the screenshots. So I had the Facebook people. Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. One girl posted the article. She was like, Yeah, this is what happens, you know. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got it all in. I got the people that did have it all mixed up. Had people like, Oh my God. I had people like, Mm hmm, good for her. That's what she did. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how people find joy. So I deactivated my Facebook because one, I didn't want nobody coming on my page. Talking about, I'm so sorry for what happened. I don't want nobody posting on my wall. I don't want nobody. Yeah. But no, that's the best thing to do. Peace of mind. Yeah. And but I knew about the people that was making statuses because people were contacting me. Such and such made status about da 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 da, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. So wow. some people put statuses up to clear themselves or to make it seem like you know. Pray for this girl and her family, you know, da, 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 da. just to expose what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and underhanded. 
some people were like, dang, I'm praying for you. But yeah, so people were twisting up a lot of stuff. So okay. it, was, it was like, and um, there's probably some other stuff that people said that I didn't even know about. I mean, I it ain't point, for you. It ain't even for you to know. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. But I know there was twist ups. There was a lot. There was a bit of pieces of everything. So that was another thing I had to endure because uh, I mean, not only that that happened, but I had to endure the stuff that people were saying. That, that people were saying. Mm-hmm. Like Sherry said, I thought I was gonna lose my job. And you're not a malicious. Lord. It, hey, wait, listen. What, what is it when you got fatal lives and you know people just hate you without cause? You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to. It, it is. what it is because that's why God prepared the table. Amen. That's why I titled the book. Because yeah. although I went through that, look at me now. Let me come on. Amen. Praise God. So Amen. let's talk. Let's talk about the aftermath. Let's talk about the now and your journey to forgiving everyone involved, Mister Keys. Menti. Minty, yeah. Everybody, let's talk about the journey. That's the part that I looked up to. Oh, I yes. said, Because oh. it had to have taken a lot. It was rough. It was a rough morning. I wasn't <laughs> nice to her. I couldn't stand her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw her. I was just, I purposely treated her bad. She knew it. Because like I said, she really looked up to me. She was very close. So when I would come around, I would laugh at the other girls, the teenagers, and, <laughs> and she, you know, she'll be standing off to the side looking sad about it. I didn't care. Um, I had a friend talking to her, and I would, like, interrupt the conversation. I'd be like, girl, come over here. You don't need to talk to her. Or if I see her crying good, she need to cry. Y'all don't need to stop. You was in me. Or I would say, like, if a guest pastor would come, I would want the guest pastor to call me like, and I and I'm a, I'm gonna even go to this part. I would be like, I want them to, you know, say a prayer for me in front of her. So she could see how bad, you know, that he know that she mm-hmm. did, you know, stuff like that. It's little silly stuff. Yeah. Um. So it was a rough journey, and I'm, mm-hmm. I would ask my friends, and I would say, you know, is it wrong that I'm upset with a minor about this? Because mind you, I work in this field, children mm-hmm. like that all the time. You know, she is a victim, but am I wrong for being mad with her like this? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it'd be different if she was an adult, but she's a child. So should I be more empathetic or should I still be angry? Because I feel very angry right now. Because one time she walked past my car and I was going to hit her with it. Mm-hmm. Watch her body. Oh, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Ruin like a... <laughs> I'm my car real slow, and I said, I'm going to hit this girl good and hard. I'm going to watch her body flip in the air and just hit the ground. I'm just going to drive off. Hey, hey, so, I, I, I didn't get any justice. I felt like my son's father yeah. was locked up. I'm yeah. acting by myself. She walking around here laughing and joking and living her life, and yeah. nothing was done. Like, she didn't connect with us. Like, she did not connect with the trauma, like, that happened to your family. Like, she was just... Yeah completely detached from it when you told me she's i said she's emotionally detached something is wrong she's no when she no 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 there's a lot of children that are remorseful when you scold them and tell them hey you did something she's wrong. A hurt child. but she was like well this is what happened we had fun and it was what it was like when because right. it seems like when when the confrontation happened yeah she didn't smell herself that's what we said yeah uh, it seemed like she didn't have no remorse. She didn't have a feeling about it. She was just like, oh, well, what's done is done. I'm going to just keep living my best life. Yeah, because she was just like, this is what happened. 
Not for your wedding. Just it's it's, it's not my fault. Yeah, like, she was sent. She was she was definitely sent. Like that was sent. She didn't care to, didn't to care. attempt to destroy it because that if you a child, yeah, she didn't care. You're gonna get treated like one. And then not even after the fact, when I would see her out and about. I was just saying when I would see her out and about, she'd be laughing and just living her life like nothing was wrong. So I was just like, how is this happening? To the next hand, and I'm struggling over here. How is this happening? So that's another reason why I was upset because I didn't feel like I had any justice in the situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got all the bad ends of it. You know? Um, so the process was rough. It wasn't an easy process to forgive any of them. And I know once I... I forgive him, Mr. Keys. I haven't seen him face to face. We haven't seen each other since his court date in Je- December of 2016. So you never saw him locked up? No. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you uh, did. I went one day. I went to go see him one day. I, I think it was my birthday in 2017. I went to go drive up there and see him. But when I got there, I went around this little walk around thing. And my job had nothing on me. And it would not let me pass uh, because I had some choice words for him that day. I was yeah. like, so, oh. not stopped it because I didn't that know. Was what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, and wow, I, somebody said call me. Tell you go back to sleep. You call me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> about my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. Hold on. Um. So anyway, I, we haven't seen each other face to face. I know once I see him, the true test of if I truly did forgive. Mm. Well, but I think by the time he, you know, he's out, I think I, you know, I think I, in my heart, I've forgiven him. There's no issues. I just don't trust him, you know. Right. But um, I remember going, praying about it. And my other friend, Bridget, would always encourage me to forgive. Um, my mm. friend, Kristen, always encouraged me to forgive. Okay. And I was like, okay, I want to, but I just can't. Like, I physically can't do it. And I remember when I went to that conference um, in Georgia, yeah. that, I think that was the, the turning point. Because yeah. he put such an awesome message. And everything I put in that book, like, I had to go back and look up that sermon because it was so powerful. I mean, he didn't even get finished. I remember I, remember I ran. Like, he was in a hotel ballroom. And I remember I ran oh halfway God. to the altar because I just really wanted to go up there. Like, I just felt it tugging on my heart oh so bad. I said, I want to release this, God. Oh, so I want to release it. And I, like, ran and I kind of stopped because he was like, I'm going to call the altar call. Mm-hmm. And when he called the altar call, I just ran. Mm. And I just cried out and I said, I'm not, my pastor would always say, he said, tell like you on the floor and you're going to tell God, I'm not moving till you bless me. And I said, God, mm-hmm. I'm not moving. I was not, I mean, I was just, uh, I mean, bawling, mm-hmm. but my soul was put on that floor. But I'm thinking that it was going to happen in that moment where it was just powerful message and God's in the room and we have all these believers and everybody's crying mm. out to God. I thought it was going to happen then, but when I got up, all I poured out my soul and I'm crying out to God, I didn't really feel like the forgiveness burden was loaded, but it happened at work. It happened at work. I was sitting at my desk mm. and I felt, I think I got a text about forgiveness or something and it just, I mean, like if I had something really heavy on heavy. my like, I mean, I literally felt it leave me. Like, it, mm-hmm. I can't even, somebody told me this before. One girl said, once you forgive somebody, it's so liberating. You just don't know what to do with yourself. And I, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, she told me. Yeah, <laughs> until you feel it. <laughs> but now I felt it. And I know what it feels like. Like, I 
felt it lift. Like, I can't even explain the feeling, y'all, but I felt it. And when I felt it, I called Cass. I said, we need to have a meeting. I need to tell our forgiver. He was like, oh my God, it's the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> and I got to meet and I went to her and I looked in her eye and I said, oh, sorry, I'm getting misty eyed over here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so powerful. Like, yes, I was misty eyed when I was reading. I looked so up I to it was it was not it was it was rough but the fact that when god did it mm-hmm. it was god it wasn't me mm-hmm. and maybe in that moment where i thought it would have happened he had to meet me in a place that wasn't common and there it is right said, there an uncommon yeah. place it's and always it's place. always an uncommon place yeah. always and he allowed that to happen i ran to the bathroom i said thank you god for let me forgive her thank you god for allowing me to release i'm just praying out of god whatever and i called and i had the meeting and when i saw her i knew i forgave her just like when i put in my book mm. when i saw mr charmer i knew i forgive him because i didn't have no feelings no animosity yet. nothing and i was like <sighs> i can look at you right now i said you know i, I know i forgive you because i'm looking at you right now and i feel no anger in my heart towards you lost mm-hmm. it you know what you did. You know it was hard. You know it was a very sad situation. Because hmm. I was just going to forgive her in my heart and be done. God said, I need you to have a conversation with her. You need mm. to now that's it. Listen. Listen. That, listen. That right there is am the I hardest cheating, to am do. Am I cheating my forgiveness um, <laughs> procedure by not talking to the person directly? Well, I don't, I think, I think forgiveness is different for everybody. Some people can't yeah. forgive their heart and not yeah. have to talk to a person. Because I've forgiven people my heart and I have to say, hey, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Cordial with them. Yeah. But this situation was different. Okay. So I think the situation was different. Yeah. And like I said in my book, and I want people to write, read, get the book, but... Please, y'all, please do get this book. It, it really is a book. Other side to I, my I agree. And once I told her that, it opened up a portal for her because she probably was waiting on me to say something for her to release. Which, although she never said sorry in the room, people was like, so she ain't say sorry? Because now, if she wouldn't say sorry in the room, I'd be like, so you're not going to say sorry? That didn't show true forgiveness. I didn't have to say that. You you did your part. You did right. All I said was, I forgive you. You said, do you have anything to say to her? She said, no. And I said, okay. And I walked out. And my son's godmother was there because she held him. He was a baby. He was still like no. a baby. I think, no, he wasn't a baby. I think it was like one. I can't remember. Two years later. Yeah, he was about two. So she had him in her other room with her. She said, y'all done already? And I was just like, yeah. Did she say sorry? And I said, no. She said, what? I said, it doesn't even matter. It's all it doesn't right. matter. Because I did what God told me to do. She said, yeah. That's right. it. Because really, forgiveness is for you. It's not yeah. really about it's. It's not really about the other person yeah. or whether they feel remorseful. Yeah. Your own, your, your thing is to do your part. If God tells you, listen, I want you to forgive this person. I want you to let it go. I want you to untie all strings and just let it go. That's for you because you're literally blocking channels. And I know I'm speaking to myself as well, because I've struggled with this. A lot of people I know forgive right about now. But it it it's really more for you. You're blocking channels by not forgiving a person. But what's really hard when it really gets down to the nitty-gritty is when God says, I have an assignment for you, and I want you to go and serve this particular person that hurt you 
the deepest possible way that you've ever felt hurt. I want you to go be of service to them. But it's not about the person. It's about you because there's a special type of blessing that's released whenever you ha you release on your end and God's going to in turn release back to you. And, it's like it's a channel. Right. And not only her, there were some other people that were involved that I um, went to and forgave. One person that I felt like knew what was going on. She knew I was upset with her. And one day God released me. I was in church. He said, go give her a hug, release her. Mm. And I went to her. And as soon as I did it, she just broke down. Broke down. Oh my God. She was like, I'm so sorry, Larry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay. And to this day, me and her are cool. And, you know, I had to get to know her for myself. Another lady that was involved um, who is related to Minty, she has said some choice words. <clears throat> God told me to forgive her one day in service. The spirit was high. And I said, yeah, and I'm not going to her because she got a bad attitude. Mm. I'm going to her sister, which was um, Minty's mom. And I went to the mom and hugged her. God said, I didn't tell you to go to her. I told you to go to the auntie. The auntie. Oh, okay. I said, gosh, she got an attitude problem. I, and he's talking I to me. That's your problem. He said, no, go to her. Tell you forgive her now. So I went to her and I said, I forgive you for the things that you said about me. I forgive you for what you did. I'm sorry if I did anything to hurt you. You know, I told her this in church. She started crying. She said, I'm sorry for the things I said about you on purpose. Wow. She said, I'm sorry for the things that I've done to you to hurt you on purpose mm. she, she was after that moment um i walked away and she went straight to the altar she started crying she went straight mm. to the altar so maybe she was waiting maybe god was yes. her. Like, you never know my thing is you never know what's on the other side of your obedience whether god says give a person a hug whether mm -hmm. god says give a person <laughs> whether god says tell somebody you're sorry even if you know you didn't do anything wrong you never know what's mm. on the other side of that mm. obedience Mm -hmm. And for me to say that to her and to see her go immediately to the altar, she probably needed that to release for her. Right. She needed right. it. Somebody she forget you, know, you know what I'm saying? So I was tell people, you just you never know. Sometimes you gotta say sorry when you ain't do nothing wrong. Sometimes you gotta say so absolutely. I have a question. Um what advice could you give to married? women or women in relationships that are still dealing with something similar to what you're going through or something just the same so okay keep repeating one more time because tj just walked in here saying something hey, 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 where you hi tj i know <laughs> let me show you your man come say hi to the people hey, hey. hey. oh oh he has some nighttime gummies. Oh, oh. Okay. you know what I'm talking about? The other stuff. Okay, amen. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what advice could, would you give? Could you give to married women or women in relationship that's dealing with the same situation that you're that you were, mm. but scared? Or don't have the courage to leave. Oof. Mm. Oof. Okay, I would say for one, pray and seek God for direction. 
That's number one. Mm-hmm. When the situation happened, I had a lot of people say, you need to divorce him, you need to divorce him, you need to divorce him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need to make sure I'm not divorcing off of emotions. This is a very serious situation. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that God gives me the okay to do what I'm about to do. So I would say one, pray and seek God because I had to make sure that God would be okay because I know it's a covenant. When you get married, it's say for better, for worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to stick in it. Um, but one thing I, I'm going to walk away, one thing I can say about that, um, I was listening to Pastor Tory Roberts' message about divorce because he got divorced and he remarried um, Sarah Jakes. Um, and he said that his philosophy was the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Okay. He said, but if man, meaning flesh, put something together, that could be put asunder because God never ordained it in the first place. And it hit me. You know what I'm saying? I know people that no matter what they've been through with that person, God told them, you need to stay with this person. It's a God ordained marriage. Mm-hmm. God said, don't leave this person. This is your husband. I don't care what's going on. This is your man. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you need to pray and see God to see, okay, is this a God ordained situation? If it is, you need to pray and see God and, ha- and ask God to help you fix it. Because I have friends that have been in marriages that stuff has happened, but they prayed and see God and it worked out in their favor. Mm-hmm. And then if this is not something that you need to be in, or if you see the red flags, don't ignore them. Mm-hmm. Please don't ignore them. And don't just say, okay, I'm just going to settle, you know, because some people have been married for like 15 years and get divorced or whatever. But I think the main ultimate thing I can say is seek God, pray to him for direction to make sure whatever steps you need to take, whether it's divorcing somebody, whether it's working through it, going to counseling and not worrying about what other people may think. Because a lot of times we think about what this person may think, but you have to think about you and what God wants for you. And to put that first. That's an advice I would give. I think that's the number one advice. I don't think anything else matters besides what God says. Amen. Sometimes we try to do what God didn't tell us to do, or He never orchestrated, you know, ordained it to happen in the first place. And that's the difference between perfect will and permissive will. Yes. Let things happen. You know, He'll let it happen. You want it that bad, He'll let it happen. Absolutely. And He'll be right there to pick you up when you fall. And he has to take a little bit longer to get you back on track to where he was trying to get you, but he's willing to do that. That's just how God is. He's a loving God. He's merciful. And even if you decide, even if you still mess up and you decide not to do it and you're going through this over and over again, God will make it work. God's going to get you through it. And then once you make the decision that God tells you to do, he's going to get you right back where you need to be. Because, yeah, here we are in 2020. I'm still single. I'm not married. It's okay. I still have some healing to do. That's okay. But God is working on me. He's working on my son. He's using my story to encourage people. Yes. The world. And eventually, wherever he needs me to go, I'm going to get there. And I believe this is his first start. So my advice is see God. See God. Yes. Number one. Yes. Amen. Do you see yourself... um, Despite the situation, do you see yourself falling back in love anytime soon or dating? Oh, when they go through stuff like this, they'd be like, you know what? I'm married. I'm straight. Yeah. Did this discourage you? But God is love. Still continue to find Mr. Right that's for you that God has ordained for you. 
Uh uh, devil is. You see what he just Yeah, he did with his Because she's talking over here, but she froze. Uh uh. Everybody's frozen. Okay, y'all back. I'm not, I'm not frozen. Yeah. Okay, so she, we were frozen to her. Okay. What was your answer? So I was saying that um, in the beginning, I said, I'm not getting married again. It's for the birds. I'm not doing it. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay, I'm willing to give love a chance because I feel like when it's done the right way, when it's God ordained, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I am willing to be, you know, married again. I'm not having a wedding. That's one <laughs> that's not. Oh, we spent a lot of money for our wedding to last, our marriage to last five months. Okay. How much money we spent on that wedding, but I ain't doing that. Yeah. And my friend's like, well, you never know. What if it comes from a family that wants a wedding? I'm going to discourage it. I'm going to say we can use that money for something else. <laughs> You sis, I agree. I've always been on that boat. I'm like, no. Shout out to my Nigerian parents. It'll be destination. Whoever wants to be there will be there, and we'll just have the thing, okay? But I do, I do want to be married again. Um, I do got myself, you know, being in love. But it is um, hard dating because a lot of people that I have dated, it's been. A little rocky i don't trust you know i have my little mm-hmm. hesitations if he tells me oh let me call you right back i'm gonna fall such and such i feel like oh yeah he lying he probably mm-hmm. but you still have like that those triggers you have those little triggers but yeah. somebody out there that's gonna be like okay i know you have these triggers i'm gonna help you get i'm gonna reassure it. you yeah you need somebody to come back and restore yeah. restoration oh he coming he is amen oh he on the way I, I believe it. You I mean, I'm not, and I'm not selling every any ref and any relationship I get in. Ever, every relationship I get in, I pray and I say, guys, this somebody I need to be involved with because I just mm-hmm. recently met this guy. Um, and tip, I was telling my friends about it in our group chat, and just recently, mm-hmm. uh, I had to drop it. I was praying about it because he's such a good looking guy. He had a lot going for himself. We had went out on a date and everything, and I prayed about it, and we had a conversation, and basically he's one of those people that just wants to you know be casual and have sex and i'm no. absolutely not no i'm not with benefit, i'm not just gonna i said don't you want to know me before you do stuff like that he was like i mean i said i want to get to know you more he was like what's there to know so oh, it's oh, oh. Mm, mm. no wait no. i'm sorry no. oh, next caller yeah we're on two different things so my thing is I'm not I'm not compromising anymore. Any red flag I see, I'm taking it off. If that's you don't, it. I'm not that's right. Situation to give my body to you. That's another soul tie I don't want to have to deal with. Mm. Oh no, that's right. That's and right. you don't lose, they lose. Right. Yes. Right. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So every relationship I get in, I pray and God will show me early. Either yes. He makes stop talking to me or something happens, and I prefer it that way. So hopefully, you know, one day I meet. You know, so and you will by the grace of God. You will by the grace of God. You this will. did not discourage you to want to seek a relationship with a person that's in the church. Oh, good point. Hmm. So I was just having this conversation with my friends. I'm kind of like, hey, if you're interested in the church, I don't care because all the people I dated in the church were not were like the people in the world. I ain't gonna lie. Hmm. Okay. So as long as he's not an atheist, 
Okay. Okay. I agree. I agree. He's okay with, you know, waiting for the intimate part so we're married. You know what I'm saying? Or he's yeah. really good to know God. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I don't need somebody's gonna be like, oh, I minister this or I'm holier than thou. Oh, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, all this. I don't need that extra deep stuff either. Because everybody that I dealt with in the church did something wrong to me in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And I feel like people in the world that still has a good heart, that's willing to, you know, learn and live for God, you know, I feel like that that can be doable too. So I don't think 100% it has to be somebody in the church. Okay. I don't want to just limit it to that because, you know, there's people that's that Because you're, the, yeah. the building is not the church. You are the church. No, you are, yes. Amen. Yeah. And if he, that if, part. If he's away from God and not pushing me towards God, that's mm. a thing too. So. That part. I think it's all case by case. I mean, okay. you see how hey, he opened we just, it. We just need to pray he, for the spirit of discernment. Yeah, that Amen. is true. That is that's true. What that's what it is. And that's what I pray for. And Amen. Sure it is. And if it's not, give me the strength to be able to deal with it and move on. Yep. But I will say this. I ain't going to talk about anybody I meet anymore. I'm just going to keep it on the wraps until I know it's You real. know what I that that's so I learned that that's, I learned that's the best thing. I learned that that's the best thing. Yeah, I really. People, oh, I met somebody. He's so this, he's so that. Mm-hmm. I learned yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people pray for your downfall. Yeah, yeah. They do they do? But also, you want to let it unfold, On consistently On unfold before we get. Mm-hmm. Because I've done that where I've gotten excited and was like, oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man. Yeah, because like, they like people will put their best foot forward, and then they'll just go like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, "Who? I can take this hot ass mask off." Oh, <laughs> period. No. I don't see it. I'm like, oh, period. But anyway, listen, this I. Was- so, Your story is going to move a nation. Yes, it is. Yeah, I was like, mother loved your book and you inspired yeah. her so, so. Oh, Tessa, thank you. Tessa, thank you. Yeah. 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 Basically, not say she's drawn away from God, but just bring her more closer. Closer, yes. Um, you know, Lord. so that she can seek Him more versus seeking man. Man. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 did, it did a lot for her, and the way she expressed herself every time she speak of your book and stuff, it kind of like you need a little emotion. Yeah. I there's a lot. Yeah. Going through it, this lady. Yeah. So, it's like, I appreciate that. Yeah. You expressing what you went through, your mm-hmm. trauma, all that, and you wasn't scared to just put it out there. Open up and put it there. Mm-hmm. Very courageous. Wow. They're only going through that. There's a lot of people going through this, but they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to just vent. Where to? Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can vent to God, but they want to be able to have somebody that they can confirm me. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah. you, you, like, helped her a lot on that. And I, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. To God, that's, that's amazing. And that's, that's another generation. That's a yeah. generation, what, two generations before us? Y
try. Yeah, that's the whole goal. Because <laughs> when God told me to ride it, I said no. It's gonna help somebody. It's gonna help yes. somebody. Oh, it's, it's gonna definitely. help a lot of people. I can attest that it's helped. Yeah, it wasn't a platform to bash my son's father. It wasn't a platform to put no, on. No, that's not what you did. I didn't get that from the book at all. At all. That's not, that's not how it was. It was just telling what you went through, yeah, and telling the outcome, how you journeyed through it, how you overcame it. I didn't see bashing. I di you didn't bash anyone in this book, yeah. actually. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you told your truth. You literally yeah, told your it truth. Basically right. based on facts. Yeah. So on that note, you guys have to go. Get this book. Book. We're going to oh. drop the link. Right, listen. The link is about to read it. Get this book. Comments. Okay. There it is. When God prepared my table. Let me table. check out the back of this book. Y'all see how fine this girl is right now? <laughs> <laughs> listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop playing with it. Yes. Get the book, y'all. Read it. When God prepared <laughs> my table. And just because God prepared your table don't mean everybody oh, got to eat it. And she got I'm shirts, just, you guys. Yes. Oh, yeah, she does have the shirts. Go ahead and stand up, model the shirts. Let us see. You still yes. have shirts available? All yes. will see the table yes. God prepared for me. And that's taken from Psalms 23. I Psalms 23. You can order a shirt as well. If you want a shirt, they are $20. And I will have it shipped out in three to five business days. All right. <laughs> Lexus, thank you so much for giving us this therapeutic discussion. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I, got, I know y'all saw me getting my feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I cried when I read the book, so I ain't cry like that. Yeah, <laughs> life cried. Tutu definitely got serious. Have a question? Because I can't see the live. Did anybody have a question on the live? I'm not sure. Oh, yes, please. I think they, there were just a lot of comments. Oh, thank you for dropping the link. Amisha, I hope I pronounced that. Thank you for dropping the link. Oh, yeah, that's my, that's my girl. I really had questions. They so, they commenting. There's a lot of comments. Somebody said, I was not nose balling. My eyes mm -hmm. are really Oh. Great show tonight. Okay, I don't know if there's any questions. It wasn't really too many no, questions. Just, they were just, just there were comments, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Everything. Make sure everybody don't have no question or anything because they can ask if they have one. My last comment is you made me feel like you were Angela Bassett and waited to excel. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for all most black women, Which that scene? moment, the, you know what scene? <laughs> Where she set everything on fire. No, because to me, that was so symbolic of like <laughs> channeling your anger, and you made it a like you 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 became strong. You became like invincible in a way, mm -hmm. and. She went from that docile, what? Combing her hair, and you're, you're going to take her to this? You go, Becky? You're going to take her what? <laughs> and then the next, the scene where she's like burning up and put the, the, the cigarette and she walked away and she, it was like so symbolic to me. Like when you went from 
crying hysterically all the time. Mm -hmm. You were considering doing horrible things mm -hmm. to becoming a woman of, oh my gosh, like graciousness. You became, you forgave people that hurt you. Mm -hmm. Blessings started showering. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, she's kind of like Angela Bassett yeah. and wait to excel. And I was like, April, I think I want to watch Wait Until It's Out now. <laughs> because yeah, that I'm empowering, so and no, but like it gives me that <laughs> empowering feeling. And I will tell you, Wait Until It's Out gives me that empowering feeling. As Black women, mm -hmm. going through relationship trauma, yeah. I feel like that's one of my best movies to refer to. Yeah. Like Ooh. as a Black woman, that's for me. And that's why I just wanted to let you know, you reminded me of Wait Until It's Out. Um, Angela Bassett and Wait Until It's Out. Hey, when I come home for Christmas, uh, we can watch that together. How about that? It's yeah. To, like, I'm coming for two weeks. Not, not my anger out on people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you working on that? <laughs> <laughs> She's phenomenal. I'm like, no wow, Alexis is like not human. Not <laughs> them, but you really like reading your book and like mm. I was like, yes, I need to fix a couple of yeah. things. About but then I was like, you know what? I can do she should forgive. Yeah. I need to, Lord, you still working on me because you know I'm still a little cuckoo for cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you really opened my eyes to certain things. And I need to tell you about who I am when it comes wow. to Wow. That mm -hmm. I was trying to suppress. I'm not going to lie. I already knew. Yeah. But I'm like in the comfort zone of like, man, I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, not even that like you just be like i'm not even gonna give you the glory of like me even speaking to you like it's like an ego i guess you know like right right you have to it's kill pride. it's right it's right and then um reading your book i'm like i'm not being the bigger person by you me. gotta kill pride yeah i am being the smaller person Absolutely. Now, I can't say no. Nah, I can forgive you from a distance, but I don't know certain people. I can't, I can't forgive them the way you want to forgive Yeah, I mean, it's going to work. As long as you forgive in your heart, as, like mm -hmm. I said, some people you can tell, some people you, you don't have to, you know? I forgave my dad in his heart. I never told my daddy, hey, I forgive you for what you did. I never told him that. Oh, physically. you never physically? Oh, I thought you physically. Yeah. It's just when I did it in my heart, God knew and it started releasing, you know, and he was and just. the relationship just. The relationship just it mended okay. itself. Yeah. So, you know. Maybe that's the pressure I feel. God knows. Like, you know, they say God knows, you know, God knows our heart. Man looks at the outside appearance, but God knows the heart. God yeah. knew in my heart, I forgave my dad. God knew in my heart, I forgive such and such. So. Yeah. 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 Got it. All right. What's up, Sherry? Huh? <laughs> Sherry, <laughs> Sherry got real quiet. Uh, I'm uh, listening. I'm listening. <laughs> and I was I was manning the comments and stuff, so no other questions. Nobody had any questions or nothing? This okay. was definitely a great segment. Just commentary. Okay. Cool. Thanks, babes. This was such a great segment. Very very much needed. Sorry, um, like all that stuff was happening in the beginning, all that. No. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, but that's not right. That's not Facebook. We defeated the devil. Yeah, we okay. defeat. We We're fighters. So, I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Facebook Live. All right. So, good night, you guys. Good night. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Buy the book.
Yes, right. most definitely. Comments. It's in the um. I shared, <laughs> and the shirts are the shirts available at the same link, Alexis. No, they would have to um. Uh, I don't think okay, they should be. Yes, All right. Um, I don't. They could probably contact. I mean, it would have to be a cash app order. They could inbox me, or they could uh write key if they want to buy a shirt. Key could contact me. Okay. Okay. Let's do it that um, way. Um, all right. So I'm gonna stop the stream. Good night, Facebook. Good night, Good night everyone. Sleep tight. Okay. I'm done with Facebook. Oh. I'm yes. gonna do the recording. So let me stop. That was thorough. Very thorough. Gotta be one.